<laughs> Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns fans podcast. We are season two, off-season episode number two. I am joined today by uh, our usual sp- suspects. Hamo, Hamo, how you going, buddy? Good, mate. How you doing? Boyd, how are you doing, my friend? Very well, buddy. How are you? Excellent. And always awesome to welcome Trev back. Trev, we've missed you, buddy. You haven't been on for a while. You're here to replace Nate, which is a massive upgrade from, from our perspective. So welcome along, mate. Thanks, Gav. Always a pleasure to uh, talk some Suns hoops with you legends. And uh, as we'll get to, there's been a little bit happening in the last week or so, hasn't it? Yeah, just just one or two things. And uh, we haven't told you this yet, but because you are Nate's replacement, you have to edit, upload all the videos, um, do the whole lot after this episode. So good luck with that. Um, we will move on. Oh, actually, I'm going to do something a little bit different before we start, because I always forget at the end after about nine beers. Uh, Hamo, where do we find you on socials, all that sort of stuff? You'll be looking at uh, Sir Hamo on Twitter. Lovely. Boyd, where do we find you? Uh, Boods83. It's Boods, but whatever. Trev, where do we find you? Uh, at TrevyG82 on the Twitter sphere. So, yeah, give us a follow and look forward to having a chat. Lovely. And you can find me at Guesswork Gav, but I never use it. I just use the Aussie Suns fan uh, Twitter handle, really. So Aussie Suns fans. Just follow that one because we all know that's where the magic happens. Let's go straight into some general discussion. I've just got a couple of topics here, four of them to be precise. Just want to touch on them, get everyone's opinion. We'll move on and uh, go into some thumbs up, thumbs down. Then we'll just uh, touch on the... As Trev mentioned before, the uh, news that there is quite a bit happening. Um, So we will talk about that main topic uh, in the off-season trade and free agent suggestions part. And uh, also something that nobody else has done yet, I don't believe, in all of the Suns pods I've listened to. We're going to go back and look at the uh, jerseys that were um, basically announced for next season. Uh, and just get everyone's opinion on those jerseys. So I don't think anyone else has done it. So we'll be uh, we'll be a standout in comparison to everyone else because that's what we do here on the Aussie Suns fans. Break the mold. Uh, general discussion. So guys, obviously some movements already over the off season. Let's talk about the ones that, or a couple of the ones that have not gone our way, which is number one, Javal McGee moving on to the Dallas Mavericks for. I think it was three years, 20 mil, something like that. 20 mil. 21 mil. Um, thoughts about Javal moving on? Boyd, let's start with you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, uh, initially, I was a little bit upset, and I think I said in our last podcast that I thought I thought that was going to be the way that it went, um, um, referencing a, a, an interview he'd done at his, basketball, uh, at his baseball game uh, where he sort of spoke about getting – his uh, true value out out there in the market. But, yeah, look, I was a little bit upset to start with. Um, I was happy with him because he got he got that long-term deal at the end of his, you know, in, in his twilight. And I thought, fucking good on you, man. But then I thought, nah, nah, the fucking Mavericks of all fucking teams, don't do that. If we had to beat the Mavericks, well, fucking okay. But it's still a little bit sore for me right now. And I just, 
I don't, I, I, I didn't care when, you know, he did it Lakers to Warriors and, and, and um, he started when other people do it with other teams. But when it happens to me in my own fucking backyard, it, it fucking hurts. So now I'm, I'm more fuck you, Javal. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, look, he'll be sorely, sorely missed. But you, you know what? I'm, I'm hoping now. Will he though? That, that his, his energy in them spot minutes off of the bench. He, he came on. Look, and let's not deny he came on and he brought fucking he brought some good energy. He um he he come out and he'd he'd have fucking five blocks in one half of play in the regular and season. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was played off the court in the uh in the playoffs and by the, and by I, the team I, that I fucking that. signed him, mind you. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But yeah, I he's fuck my kids in the background screaming. Um. I've lost lost my train of thought, but anyway, he's. Um, I'm hoping he falls off a cliff. He declines horribly, and the Mavs fucking suffer. That's what I hope. Yeah, well, he's um, he's put himself in the in the loop. He's uh, apparently going to be the starter at the Mavs. Hamo, what's your thoughts on the um, moving on of Javale McGee? Oh man, it sucks. Um, I really. I'm going to miss that guy, man. You know, he, he brought more than just his game. He brought the the team atmosphere, the, the you know, the the energy behind the scenes and stuff. He, I think it's a huge loss for us, man. But I'm, I'm glad he's got his money, like Boyd said, towards the end of his career. And, yeah, hopefully um, he can stay injury-free and enjoy the uh, after-game life. Trev? Yeah, look, similar. When I first saw three years 20, I thought, wow, we, that's over the odds. Uh, if GM Trev was running the show, that's certainly not the deal that I'll be handing out. I think it's always tough. Whenever you lose a player that you've grown kind of attached to, you know, as we've certainly, most of us have with Javali's pregame work in the tunnel was without peer. And you've seen what they can do in the regular season. So your fear is that if they go somewhere else, they're going to replicate that every single time they lace them up. But as we saw during the playoffs, it was it was a different version of the great man. It, he just wasn't the same. Um, and there were a few others there as well. So, look, it is a blow um, to be lost. But, again, and I think I've made mention of it on the group chat, it's hard taking these moves in isolation until the full picture has been revealed, until we've seen what the full roster is for opening night uh, for the next season. Um, that's when I'll kind of judge it. But, you know, at three years, 20 million, uh, I'm I'm happy to let him go on that amount, but wish him all the best and hope he has a good one. Just not against us, of course. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit the same. It's um it's sad that he's gone. You know, the old tunnel uh, where the best motherfucking team in the motherfucking world, dogs type shit, was great. Um, reality was when it came to the playoffs, he got played well and truly off the floor in both series. I, I still don't think he had any impact in the Pelican series either. Basically unplayable in the Dallas series. Um, he was great for the team. Always will have loved for Javal for what he came in and helped us achieve last year during the regular season. But at six and a half, six point eight million dollars a year, no thanks. See you later. More than happy for you to move on. Uh, our second topic of discussion, obviously, we did not extend a qualifying offer to Aaron Holiday, who signed a deal with the Atlanta Hawks. 
I will um, reserve any comment until I listen to. Uh, actually, I might make him go last. But Trev, what did, what were your thoughts on uh, the Aaron Holiday loss? Uh, I was initially disappointed. I guess I mean you always gauge it off your first gut reaction. I thought he was someone that was you know he's still learning the caper. So whatever he had done this year he was going to improve upon next year. Um, yeah, not quite sure what Atlanta's doing over there. I mean, I, I'm still shocked at what they got uh, DeJounte Murray for, who I'm very big on. Um, that was just staggering for mine. So not quite sure what the Spurs are doing there. But, um, yeah, I really think, you know, the, the Hawks have landed a good one there. Um, again, it's only one year, so he's going to have to be engaged from the get-go. and It's going to be finding it hard to crack that initial guard rotation, I would have thought. But, uh, yeah, I wish him well. And I, I do think he's a talented player. There's a spot for him in this league. I'm not sure if the Hawks are it based on their current construction. Um, but, yeah, I would have loved for him to have another run around with us. Absolutely. Come on. Yeah, totally. Um, I have no fucking idea what the whole idea was with Aaron Holiday. We got him, barely used him, and now he's gone. So, I don't know, man. Talk to Boyd. He's smarter than me. Boyd. Oh, yeah. Really upset. Really upset about losing losing holiday. Now I can I can I can see that we wouldn't offer him the the RFA because it ties up a little bit more cap and you know just confines us as to you know what we can do. But he was always going to go somewhere for a minimum. Um, I just wish that he had have held out a bit longer. I I still think. Now, um, if he had have held out, we would have brought him back eventually after we made some other moves um, on a minimum to play. Um, to you know, I was hoping that he'd um, he'd he'd take that campaign sort of uh, second guard um, guard off the bench. Um, but yeah, look, I I think he had a lot more potential than um, you know a lot of other punters um, thought he had. I think he's um, he's. You know, he was a two-way player, really fucking good length, um, um, a lot of energy in defence. He came on and he hustled. He gave me um, um, Javon vibes um, right from the get-go. And he just, he's just a, a much sweeter shooter than Javon was. So he just had he had all the, um, uh, all the tools there. And all, I, I feel like all he needed was, a, you know, a, a bit more burn, I feel. And I think he could have really, um, you know, um, been a been a, a nice rotation player in our system for years to come. Um, upset that he left. Um, I would have preferred him to go on more money. It seemed because he, he went on a minimum, didn't he, to Atlanta? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't much over if it was over. Yeah, and that that part hurts because you know we fucking could have done that anyway. Anyway, I um I was much higher on him than a lot of other people. So, um, but yeah, ultimately. You know, um, the grand scheme of things is uh, there's bigger fish to fry. And, um, yeah, I I have him – I would have him fucking um, eight days out of the week um, over Damien uh, Lee, the guy that we picked up from uh, Golden State. 100% I would, Gav. And if, you, and, and if you wouldn't, you're fucking kidding yourself. But, um, yeah, carry it. Tell me, tell me why Lee's so much better than fucking um, Aaron Holiday, mate, please. He couldn't crack our minutes rotation. There's a reason why he couldn't crack the minutes rotation. Hold on. There's a reason why he couldn't crack the minutes rotation because he would have had zero impact over 
what the end result was in any way, shape, or form. He's gone to the Atlanta Hawks. He's going to be the fourth or fifth guard in their rotation, so still won't play. Um, basically, by signing with the Atlanta Hawks, he has effectively written off the rest of his career. Um, he's not going to get the opportunity to show anything else because he's going to be behind, be behind Trey. He's going to be behind DeJounte Murray. He's going to be behind uh, his brother, Justin. He's just not going to get game time. Um, look, I, I love the I, – and I agree 100%. I love his hustle. I love all that sort of stuff. It, it's great. Damian Lee is – a far better defender than what Aaron Holiday is. Aaron Holiday is a really good defender of somebody on the dribble, but you said he's got good length. He doesn't have good length. He's fucking tiny. Vo- no, go go check his fucking wingspan. It was it was, it was much better than uh, Carter. Well, and that's, that's not better I, than um, Damian Lee, but uh, either that's way, why I sort of referenced it against. Well, either way, Just to I don't clear up see the fact that you guys were talking about it's five point eight million dollars he signed for for one year at the Hawks. Okay, so well that's way not, too much money. Not a great deal of money. No, that's way too no, much no, money. No, that's, it's, it's too that's much for him. Way for we, too much money. It's too much for him for what we needed him for. A minimum is one point eight to two point two million. That's way too much money. Five point eight. Well, five point eight million. About five. Yeah, Javal so. was on about five this year. So good on Aaron for going out and getting $5.8 million for sitting on Atlanta Hawks bench. Well done. Good luck. Um, you were there for – you were with the Suns for a little while. You gave us a little bit. But there's a clear reason why the uh, Monty didn't play him. I just don't think he was that good. Um, no, it was, it was more so – I think Monty even referenced um, him not – um, still learning the plays, and if there's any truth to that, I think that I think that's a that, fucking that. excuse. That's a, that's just an excuse for you can you can think whatever you want. He mate. just wasn't there. But anyway, um, the next one is Ish Wainwright. Will we extend a minimum contract? Because that's well, I'm assuming that's what Ish is going to get a minimum contract to bring him in and fill a roster spot next year. Hamo, you can go first on this one. Look, I like him. We didn't get to see much of him. The fact that he's on the Summer League team this year is um, it's only a good sign. Um, he can get the chance to get in there, learn a bit more. And, man, if we can get him for something cheap, definitely. He just wants to play. He wants to learn from what I can see. So why not give him a chance? Boy. Yeah, man. Like, uh, he's doing what I hope Holiday done. No. Uh, holding out. And there's there's a... Secret handshake. I, there. I don't know whether There's he's holding out. Handshake. No, 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 no. He's holding out to other other um, 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 uh, players have attained or um, traded for, and he's going to. He's he's just you guys do your thing, um, fill out your 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 top twelve or thirteen, and um, yeah, I'm I'm happy to come in and and be that guy off the bench for you, similar to what I was last season. So I I feel like he's um, he's he's got a promise. And I feel like he will be back. Trev? Yeah, I'm fairly similar. I mean, he seems quite engaged. I've seen him at Mercury Games. Um, and I actually think, I mean, the appearances that he made in the back end of the season, he'd really evolved with that three ball. I mean, start when he came in, he was flat out hitting the side of a barn with it. It was flat. It was yuck. 
But it was starting to get, particularly from those corners, he was starting to get a lot more arc on them. So I'd be keen to see how he goes in summer league. And if that shot develops, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to all of a sudden become a 40% plus knockdown shooter from behind the arc. But if he keeps trending in that right direction, he'll be a handy pickup to play spot minutes around. I mean, I still have memories of that Spurs game where he came in and played the small ball five and turned the game that was going the wrong way for us. He turned it on his head. So, guys... Is that the 20, that 20 the points in the quarter? No, I think that was we were that was one where we were a long way down, and he came in played the last quarter, and we ended up losing by six. But like when uh, the bench came in and we were twenty six down or something like that, and almost won uh, the bench almost won the game for us. Yeah, for no, I'd be disappointed not to see him back just based on the scheme of things. It seems a pretty logical move. Totally, um, man, totally. I, I think that Summer League is basically going to decide whether Ish gets his contract or not. Um, I kind of agree with Boyd. You generally don't play in Summer League unless you've got some sort of assurance that a contract's there waiting for you. But um, I, I think the fact of the matter is that James Jones has probably gone to Ish and gone, listen, you're going to go into Summer League. You're going to get your opportunity to have a crack. And as long as you do what we know you can do, you'll get your contract. Um, but if you stink it up, then maybe the contract will disappear. But um, I, I was listening to another Suns podcast where I, I might have got an invite to them, but we didn't get through to it today where they were almost saying that they prefer Ish than Tory Craig on the roster. Let's not go too far, guys. I mean, Tory Craig had a fucking shocking playoff series. He wasn't great when he came back to us, but he'll he'll great. settle. He he great will God. settle, and he is a far. Tory Craig is a far better player than Ish Wainwright is. Um, Ish will give us that extended off the bench, maybe some small ball five stuff, but he's nowhere near where where Tory Craig could potentially give us over the course. TC could be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next topic is summer league. So we uh, obviously, I think we start Saturday our time here in Australia in summer league. We play the Lakers. Um, they released the squad today. Three Aussies on the uh, summer league squad, as well as Ish. Um, a couple of other names. I don't care. I only paid attention to Ish and the three Aussies. And the only other thing I did pay attention to was no Ife Lumberg, which means that. I'm assuming, and as per Twitter today, that he may may have signed a contract overseas to play. Um, that's disappointing. I was really hoping that if he would stick it out, get through summer league, and potentially get a contract with the Suns. But what are your thoughts? Let's go with you, Trev. First, what are your thoughts on summer league? Do you give a flying fuck? Um, and will you watch? Uh, I'll definitely watch. I don't really get too invested in it. I think you're more generally watching for certain players. Uh, I mean, look, last year, you're always generally looking at your draft picks. So there was a focus on Jalen Smith. Um, clearly, this year, we'll be focusing on Ish, how he goes. But obviously, there's um, a lot of attachment. I'm a big Melbourne United fan, so keen to see how big Joe Luar Luchul goes. Uh, and also keen to see how uh, Dehan Vasiljevic, the Sydney Kings, how his game transfers in um, anyone that's watched the NBL knows that he's a bit of a flamethrower and can get going um, when he's on. Um, but he might be a bit undersized in the NBA. So that'll be interesting to see. And Duop Reith as well. 
uh, bronze medal winning boomer. It'll be of course. To see how he transfers in as boomers. well. So, yeah, look forward to how it goes. But, yeah, I'm not going to hang the hat on the result, mate. Just hope they all get through, you know, without injury and have some good performances and it leads to something for them. Lovely. Hamo? Yeah, look, Trev's pretty right there. It's nothing to get too invested in from from my side of things. But I, I love seeing it, man. Like, you know, I used to love watching the fridge Jack Cooley come out. Man, I wish he was still playing. Will you let it go? Jack Cooley's fucking gone, mate. He's not playing in our summer league anymore. Yeah, I know. But when he was, it was good. Oh, Jesus. But no, it's a good chance to keep an eye. Like, you never know what things are going to happen. You look at people like um, Chris Middleton. You know, he was playing in the G League before he got the call up. Now he's a champion. You never know who you're going to see in the summer league or whatever's coming up. So it's always good to keep an eye on. But yeah, as, as far as putting money on it, who gives a fuck? Boy. So it's this this Saturday? This Saturday coming, so? yes. Wow, it's fucking it's already, around It's quick. already been going for two days. Summer league? Yeah. Wow, fuck. I didn't know that. I thought it was closer to... Uh, Training camp. No, no, Sacramento is on Sacramento, the Lakers, Golden State, and someone else have already played like two games each. You mean I can start gambling again? I don't I don't know whether you can gamble on Summer League, but yeah, sure. Um yeah, Miami, Miami, Sacramento. Miami, Sacramento, the Lakers and Golden State have already played like two games each. Wow. Okay, I better switch back on then. Um, yeah, uh, I'll watch it for them uh, Aussies and you know to see uh, see Ish Wainwright just dominate these fucks. But um, I like um, I, I don't follow the NBL, um, so I I don't really know them names to to be perfectly honest. Trev, Trev, um, that uh, that um, Melbourne player you were talking about before is he that? Um, that big Shaq lookalike guy? Uh, no, you're probably thinking of Ariel Hutt-Porty, who is his backup. So he's the he was backing up Jock Landale when they won the championship. So he won yep, the yep. best sixth man. Um, so Joe Luala Chul. And then with Jock departing this year, he took over the starting centre spot. So he's pretty he's Sudanese, so pretty skinny in the body. So he'd be undersized playing the five in the NBA. But got some tricks can handle can shoot the three um so yeah it'd be interesting to see how he goes and as i said he was on the in the squad last year but didn't actually suit up for a game so they've obviously maintained that connection um yeah yeah nice came to see nice. He i'll um i'll i'll if we can get another aussie somehow if one of these guys just light it up and somehow jag a two-way and we see um uh, a dual aussie lineup for the suns at some stage throughout the season um I will be so fucking happy. So yeah, I will tune in just just for that alone. But um, anything Suns related, I'm going to tune into some. You know, um, yeah. Very nice. Um, it should be. Or look, let's be honest. Uh, like Boyd just said, if it's Suns related, we're probably most of us are going to watch it, or at least the highlights. Um, Trev, Melbourne United could go get stuffed. Um, but outside of that. Go the Jack Jumpers. Um, let's move on to oh, our next section, which we shall talk about is the thumbs up, thumbs down. And we are going to talk about 
our signings slash trades to date. So, guys, it'll be a simple thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, has someone got a pen and paper that they can take notes of who answers what? Or Jesus, Trent, uh, this is uh, you're supposed to step in here and fucking take Nate's job. What's wrong with you? I thought I was just the good looking guy. Sorry, I didn't get the brief right. So that's that's, that's my that's how my are job. You going, Hammer? I'm gonna I'm gonna check your folder here. Couldn't Boyd get his kids in the background to chime in there? Not stop them from screaming. So. <laughs> <laughs> no kids, no kids, no kids, no kids. All right, you got a pen and paper, Boyd? Yeah, yes, I do, mate. All right, very good. Thumbs up, thumbs down, signings, trades to date. How does everybody feel? We're going to go Trev, Hamo, then Boyd, then myself. Um, first one is Bismack Biumbo. Trev, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Hamo. Thumbs down. Whew. Boyd. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, and I'm a massive thumbs up for Busy. Uh, number two, Damian Lee. Trev. Thumbs up. Hamo. Thumbs up. Boyd. Thumbs down. And I am a thumbs up. Uh, Josh Kogi. Trev. Thumbs up. Hamo. Thumbs up, baby. Boyd, thumbs up. And I am also a thumbs up. And Jock Landau, the Aussie superstar. Two thumbs up here. Thumbs up for Trev. Hamo. Three. Three thumbs up for Hamo. Boyd. Yeah, got me thumb up here, mate, somehow. Yeah, I'm a thumbs up too. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, I'm thumbs up too. Good old jock. All right, so we need to uh, go back and enjoy, go through everything. So, Boyd, this is where you take control. Okay, let's start with Big Busy. Now... Hemo was the only one that went thumbs down. So, Hemo, tell us why you're upset about Big Busy, the man who's met the Pope, the man who donated his complete year's salary to build a fucking orphanage or some shit in a fucking uh, the Congo. Tell us why you hate Busy, mate. I don't hate Busy. <laughs> um, and there's no joke coming here. I know you think there is. But no, I just don't think he played well enough in the in the close out of the season last year to be warranted keeping him. I, I don't see it. So yeah, you you don't think um, a lot of the players didn't play well to close out the season last year? Last no, season. not at all. But you know, a lot of them weren't up for contract. So yeah, we're talking about Busy and his contract, and I, I don't, I don't see what he did that was that special last year to warrant him getting the contract. I'm happy who he's around, have, but who would you have preferred to see in that backup slash third third string centre role? Hammer, you got, you got, did you have anyone in mind on a minimum? Not particularly, no. I'm just a little bit strange on the whole idea. You know, like we're we're sort of penalising Aiton because he didn't play so good in the season, and the, especially the playoffs and. No, no, that's that's not that's that's not accurate at all. We're not penalising Aiton because he didn't play well. We're penalising Aiton. 
They, the, the team is penalising Aiton because they don't believe that he's worth a max contract, and that is proving true. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think Busy's probably worth the contract that we gave him either. $1.8 million. Minimum. No. $1.8 million. Towards something else. Fucking hell. Right. No, no, no. You, you call it Hamo, stick to your guns, man. And um, if, if, if you're right throughout the season, you'll be able to fucking rub all our noses in it. And um, <laughs> fucking good on you, man. Good on you. Very small you chance a, of that happening, some, but yeah, all right. Mate, sometimes you just got to fling shit against the wall and just hope some of it sticks, right? So, well, uh, like, Boyd, like, Boyd, like Boyd back in fucking Cameron Payne. I still am. There's no shit on the wall there, buddy. Nothing no. but fucking... Uh, I'll tell you what, the know, play no. the playoffs, there was a lot of shit on the walls. Yeah, well... Yeah. We could go on and on but, about uh, that for days, Trev, I think. Trev, any comment on uh, Bismack, on Hamo's comments about Bismack? No, well, I think you, you take it in isolation, right? It's all very well to say you wouldn't extend him or you wouldn't bring him back. That's cool. But then I guess you then need to look with what do you replace him with? Um, for mine, and based, I'd probably see it slightly different from Hamo. I can't see that we could upgrade him with anything better at this point. Someone, and I, we may touch on centre options a little bit later, but I guess the only other person that is some interest to me is uh, Yurtseven that was on the Miami bench. Um, I've been impressed with what I've seen from him when he's come in and got minutes. Not all over his contract situation. So look, that's something. Yeah, I think he's still contract. For what he is, for what he for what busy is, what we're paying, I think um, his production was serviceable. Um, yeah, his idea is he going to be? You know, you'll probably see a little bit more now um, based on how things are trending. But if he's going to be our starting centre. We are uh, going to get into that a bit later on, definitely. So that'll be one to a uh, bit of a teaser there. So that's one to um, look out for. But uh, no, he's a good human. So I'm happy to have him on board. And um, yeah, I've thought he's shown a, a bit in patches where we were struggling um, when he has come in. So Boyd, we shall any, see. Any further comment, comment Boyd? No, no, I, I pretty much just uh, threw it back to. Uh, threw some uh, rebuttal back at uh, Hemo when I asked it, pretty much. So that's all good. Um, what about you, Gav? You got something? Uh, no, I, I look, for the contract that he's on, um, for the human he is, for, uh, look, Hemo said he didn't think that his output was high enough, but we paid Javal McGee $6 million to be fucking useless in playoffs. At least Busy, when he came on the court, actually did something in the playoffs. Just to be clear, I never said anything about his humanity. No, that's true. That is true. I, um, uh, but I'm going to uh, let the Javale slander slide for now because he's playing <laughs> for the Mavs, Gavin. Well, he was. Let's be honest, boy. In the playoffs, Javale was fucking useless. Let's be honest. And anyone who thinks he wasn't is fucking kidding themselves. He was terrible in the playoffs. I, just, just, just keep just fucking remember that Tory Craig take- was better at center than Javale McGee. We- we were taken to our limits by the fucking Pelicans. And Javal was shit. Yep. And Dave was just about player of the series. So there weren't many shining lights, man. There weren't many. So that, I just don't read well, too busy, much into it. Busy threatening to fight Mark 
Marquise Chris in the back. That was that was a highlight. I think that, yeah, that was a highlight. That's going to earn him. That's going to earn him a return trip. You know what? I forgot anyway. all about that's that. That's, okay. that's worth one point eight mil right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. All right number two, number two. Damian Lee. Um, I was the only bludger who fucking went thumbs down. And you know, Tell and, us you why, know mate. and let me. And I think it, it, it's it's before I knew how much fucking holiday signed for. It's a little bit of resentment as to. I just felt that we could have, I would have preferred to have had Holiday rather than Damian Lee. But I just think that he's just got a, um, a lot more um, four million, upside. Four million buck cap, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. I, I wouldn't want to pay that $4 million gap. So, yeah, um, but still, it's still it's still fresh, I suppose. So I went I went down and um, Damian Lee, um I don't know. He was just a bit of a meh player. Like I, I hope I I hope he's not he's not going to be a, a first drop guard um, off the bench for us. I really be. hope that he's that he's right right the back in um, an Alfred Payton type usage role. Um, that's well, he's going to. Let's be honest. He's going to be belt better than Alfred Payton only because I, think, I, okay, I okay. would be better than Alfred Payton. <laughs> I I'll give you that. Now, so my thing is, that if he is that fifteenth man. Um, in a, in a, in a in an elf type role, I'm okay with it. I'm neither here nor there. But if it's um, if it's anything more than that, and we try to jam even Landry Shemit type fucking um, ro- rotation into Damian Lee, I'll be I'll be a little bit upset. So I went thumbs down because it's just just a bit of a meh move. So um, any of you guys got any um, um, any opposition to what I said? Well, I do, but only I, I've got one comment. But I want to hear from Trevor and Hammer first. But you addressed, you pretty much addressed everything there. That you know, once you found out the holiday contract, uh, you weren't so bad with it. Shut yeah. yourself down, I think, right? And this is another one in isolation. It looks a, a met move, but until we know what the rest of the roster looks like, you know, that's another one. I actually did a bit of a, a squeeze into his stats, and I was surprised. He's had two seasons where he shot just under forty percent from three. Not on any high-volume attempts. We're talking, you know, three, three-and-a-half a game. Um, but that's something Couple of game winners. Couple of game winners. Aware of. So, look, I don't think he's going to be the worst. He's, you know, got some solid IQ. Um, comes from a decent program in the Warriors. So, I think it'll be a, a good signing. And, look, we haven't, you know, committed the world to him. He's there on a one-year. So... We're keeping the flexibility open, which I like from that point of view. So we'll see how it pans out. So at least we know that he's engaged, you know, needs to play well for that one year if he wants to get further work. So something that I always like. Hey, mate. Man, when um, Boyd said, um, picture him just being like Elf, I I just pictured Will Ferrell jumping up and down in an Elf costume. (laughs) Look, he's a he's a veteran man. He's going to bring that that Steve Kerr mentality. Someone might have been in our chatter. It might have been something I was reading today. Said he did everything that Steve Kerr asked of him. Now that's good. Yeah, that's that's the kind of guy that we need. Someone that's going to listen to what coach wants him to do and get out there and do it. And he's not obviously not afraid of the pressure. He's used to it. He's been there a couple of times now and whatnot. And so. I don't mind the signing. I think it's all right. I think it's going to be helpful to share that veteran sort of um, burden, so to speak, with CP3. 
And, um, yeah, give it a shot, eh? Couldn't hurt. So, for me, it's um, number one. He brings us inside info on the Warriors. That's great when we head towards Western Conference Finals next year. Number two, uh, we're one step closer to bringing Steph Curry in as Chris Paul's replacement because he's Steph Curry's brother-in-law. So uh, that's pretty positive. Did not know that. There you go. <sighs> well, look, what I will say is you you guys win that uh, win that round because I'm a little bit uh, uh, knowing about the uh, holiday stuff and and hearing about his three point shooting from you, Trev, and and the fact that you know inside, yeah, I'm a little bit warmer to the idea, but still, still. Anyway, next one, All right, guys. Moving on. Josh Okogi, we're all thumbs up. So let's um, let's start with you, Gav. So tell me, tell me about your uh, um, all your accolades for Okogi. So um, Josh Okogi is a a really really good stretch defender. Um, can defend multiple positions. The biggest concern is his shooting is not great. Um, he really needs to find. His jump shot, I suppose. My biggest fear with the Akogi signing is that this is a Macau Bridges replacement. Okay, why do you think it's a Macau uh, replacement? Yes, he's a oh, he's a he's, he's a guard. He's not really no. He's he, a, he he's, really a, he's a he's a no. He's a he's a three. Um, I thought he was a two that spotted a three. He's, he's a two, three, two or a three, but defensively very strong. Um, and as I said, uh, look, he won't be a starting um, type player. He'll come off the bench, but he will give us um, far more flexibility on the defensive end. So that is why I feel like this could potentially be a Macau replacement, which um, we will obviously talk about in the next segment, um, why I think that's the case. Hemo, talk to me about a Kogi, mate. Why do you love him? All right. Mine's nowhere near in, in depth as that. Number one, his name's fun to say. Okay. All right. Number two, I'm pretty sure that dude whooped my ass on 2K one day. <laughs> so, yeah. It's <laughs> about it. Yeah, man. nice. Nice. Trev, hit me. Um, I like what I've seen of him. I mean, as we all do, we watch a, a fair bit of hoops and you put guys in your memory bank. You know, they don't necessarily have to play well against the Suns, but you've seen them do some good things. Kogi fits this bill for me. Um, solid defender, which is what we're going to need. Um, now, I've seen a little bit different from Gav, although certainly what Gav's saying has got merit. Could be a McHale replacement, but I think if they were all in on him, he would have got longer than a one-year deal. So I'm not entirely sure, you know, it's a, a fait accompli. Um, but, look, we'll touch on that to go. But, look, his shootings, yeah, as Gab said, not great. He is strong, though. So I think he could potentially do well on the offensive boards, um, clean up some garbage around the ring that way um, to keep things ticking over. So, yeah, excited to what he, what he brings. Um, strong dude. So I think he'll hold himself in good stead and can definitely play some meaningful minutes. Yeah, so so for mine, guys, I, um, I, I was a bit worried about his shooting to start, and I think I saw something um, where this past season has been his down year, 
So I think um, similar to what you were saying, Gav, I think it's only a matter of him finding his shot. I think he was a 39% uh, three-point shooter uh, previous to last season's stats. So I think that's um, I think that that can come back and playing in playing in a, a sun system where I feel like you'll get more more uh, um, open easier um, um, looks. I think um, I think that that could go back to that thirty nine percent. So I am um, shooting. I'm not too worried about. And plus, I mean, ultimately we're gonna have fucking we're gonna have. We're gonna, we, we could have three fucking all-timers, man, taking up as many shots as, as as you need. So he may not even need to really uh, show us too much on that side. So, But, yeah, the fact that he is a great defender um, and, yeah, a really good perimeter defender. Um, oh, but, look, I didn't jump to the uh, um, whole shit uh, Macau's replacement um, at all. I just feel like... Um, um, Macau to me was at uh, yeah, anywhere between a two and a four position um, um, type player, and I just I just felt like um, Akogi is going to be executed more for us as a guard um, um, in that two spot. So uh, yeah, look, I um, I'm not worried about him being a, a contingency plan for Macau, but let's be honest, um, though, Macau Macau defensively. Macau defensively plays the two more than he does the three. He does. He does. You're right. Yeah. Um, but look, I, I just think, man, and also we got him on a minimum. And this guy, I, I feel like he could have tested the waters and 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 uh, and went elsewhere and got got fucking five times that. I feel. I feel like, um, well, maybe not five times that, but you know, he he could have got, you know, around that five or six million easy. Um, so yeah, look, I um I think it's a real it's a real value contract, and um, yeah, Maybe I think he's um point. I think he's I think he's going to endear himself to the Phoenix Suns fan base too because straight away on Twitter he's already engaged pretty heavily with yeah, Phoenix Suns yeah. fans. Yeah, hundred percent. He wanted to be here. He yeah. wanted to be here. Um, we all went thumbs up on our boy. Hey, on so did Aiden though, bro. Yeah, at the start, till he wanted max contracts that it, clearly it, he isn't worth. Yeah, let's uh, let's get to that a bit after. Let's move on to Jock Landale, boys. Um, we all went thumbs up, of course. Do you want to know why? He's the Australian Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> big big hemo. Yeah, tell me why. You, tell me why you love Jock Landale. He's an Aussie, you know, first <laughs> and foremost, straight up. First and foremost, man, you know, looking back over his stats from last season, he wasn't too bad. You know, his he's, uh, field goal percentage was 49.5. So he's hitting almost half his shots. We could use that. But, yeah, yeah any time nice. we get an Aussie on the side, man, of course we're going to go for him. Trev. Uh, well, I think firstly, it's an astute acquisition. Uh, I mean, if things play out the way we think things are going to play out and DA is not with us um, and astute, addresses an area of need um, and you can stretch the floor, which is what you need out of your modern big. So you can do a little bit of everything. As I said earlier, I've watched him a fair bit at United. Now, I'm not saying it's <laughs> you just don't transfer your skills from an NBL game to the NBA, but I think he's certainly shown enough and uh, being in the Spurs environment isn't going to do him any harm. 
And I think he'll be able to make a meaningful contribution on, I think we've outlaid, you know, the bare minimum for him. I think it was just cash basically. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think he can come in and, and chip in. Gavin. He's the Australian Frank Kaminsky. Australian big Frank. He could stretch the floor. He's a very good decision maker in um, short periods. Like he's a touch decision maker, which is what um, Monty loves. Um, he can go into the 0.5 offense. Uh, he's going to have an impact. Honestly, he's probably going to come off the bench three, four, won't get a hell of a lot of minutes, unfortunately. But reality is, Australian Frank Kaminsky, we no longer need to bring back Frank the Tank. We can let him go into retirement because we have an able replacement. Jump the lock. Yeah, guys, I think um, the fact that we've uh, finally got another Aussie on the on the squad um, um, is why we're so excited about this. But I... Do you yeah, want me to, think, um, Boyd, before you keep going, do you want me to get you a Landale jersey while I'm there in October? Oh, yeah, 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 certainly. Uh, tell me how much it is and tell me how much you're um, pitching in for me as well. Oh, no, I'm not paying anything. Oh, I'm, actually, I'm actually, I'm actually going to charge you a cartage fee. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for all, all my gifts from your last trip, you can't. <laughs> Fuck me. I have uh, nothing we are how long in? Uh, Forty-four minutes, and we got our first seed on. Oh, there we go, there we go. But look, I um, what well, is the off season? I, so you know, not quite up to speed. It is, so. it is, it is. It's slower than usual. Well, yeah, look, I I really like Jock. I think Jock's a high, like you said, a high IQ guy. Um, you know, he's not. Yeah, he's more. <laughs> I think you you were saying, um, Gav, uh, on on Twitter, he was he, he's more athletic than Aaron Baines, and um, no, I fucking hope he is. I think anyone is, but um, but yeah, no, he's um, yeah, he'll be able to stretch stretch the um, stretch the floor for us nicely. I I'm really interested to see how his rotation minutes play out because I feel like he's coming into the position that Biombo was in last season, and Biombo is moving got, into Javale's. Position, so we've got our two and three there, but I, I just feel like I feel like uh, Jock's going to give Biombo a run for his money, and could see him getting that um, that um, that second center spot before the uh, season's out. So I'm excited to see that internal battle for minutes between these two guys. I know that they offer distinct differences in in um, what they give to you on the floor, um, but yeah, I can. I can just see I can just see Jock winning over the Phoenix fans in um, Arizona and just um, and winning over Monty as well. Just being a, a laid back guy, he man. goes out there and, and puts his fucking head down and his bum up and just fucking gets to work. So I'm um, really excited to see it. And that, um, guys, that brings us to the uh, conclusion of thumbs up, thumbs down. Great segment as always. Well done, Boyd. You've done beautifully. I may have to replace Nate with I you. I um, okay, next segment, we're going to go off-season trade slash free agent suggestions. Now, I know what I had at the top of this list, but we might just throw that one down to the bottom. Um, uh, should we? No, because the other, the other two run into it. All right. Kevin Durant. 
obviously the trade rumors are out there. Flex has been very strong in his uh, comments that Kevin Durant will be coming to the Phoenix Suns with, he's sort of mentioned a couple of times that there may be announcements, but he's been pretty strong from the start that the announcement would happen tomorrow, our time, tomorrow, their time. Um, which is basically after we wake up, probably early hours of the morning. So I'm not going to sleep tonight. I will be up all night on the phone um, trying to get this uh, watch bomb, which will basically just be a complete nutter cheat of what everything Flex has already done. Let's be honest. Flex is the man. He's gone past Wodge. Wodge, you finished. Motherfucker hasn't slept in a um, week. Wodge is out there at the moment trying to sell fucking trades to Golden State and Toronto and everybody else. I think it's just because he's kind of sick of being in Flex's mentions. Um, But reality is that they're talking that the deal is very, very close. Um, We've heard all the rumours. What I'm going to do is go around the table here. Just one second. Can you stop for a sec? Can you say Woj? No. Can you say it? Woj. But can you? Okay, thank you. That's yes, it's, it's incorrect, but um, we're, we're Australian, mate. His name's Woj. Um, we'll go around the... Wodgy, Wodgy. We're going to go around the table here. All I want from you guys is, is it going to happen? And if it does happen, how do you think it's going to happen? So let's start with Trev. And I'm going to let you guys just ramble for a bit because I've got to go do something for a second. Trev, is it going to happen? And how do you think it's going to happen? Uh, Yes, I think it will happen. I think uh, it'll be a multi-team trade. Um, I think we'll manage to get out of it by still hanging on to Mikhail. I don't think we'll have to give... I'd be absolutely heartbroken, as I'm sure many of us would, if we had to give up both Cam Johnson and Mikhail in this deal. Oh, it'd be tough. Um, and I think that's kind of going to be the feeling for most of the fan base. You know, I've seen messages around, like in the group chat and across Twitter, of saying if we won a championship and it didn't have Mikel or Cam, it wouldn't feel the same. Well, first off, we're not in the position to compare. <laughs> We've never won one. Um, and at the same time, you've got to take advantage of the here and now, right? CP3 has, hasn't got long left on the clock. Um, and op- opportunities like this come around, you know, as rare as a Haley's Comet sighting, really. Um, this is probably, if we land it, it's probably the biggest free agent signing in franchise history. So probably ahead of Nash, probably ahead of Barkley. That's how big it is. Um, and it's going to have to take a record haul because he's still under contract for four years. So it gives you that chance to set the direction. So I like what we've done with our signings so far. We've kept that degree of flexibility. And I think that's been a lot of the, the mentions along is that James Jones has always kept us in this position. We've assembled a great squad, um, but also kept things open for what what this opportunity has led. So, yeah, I do think it does happen. I think Cam goes. I think probably Shamit maybe. Look, there's going to be picks as well, and it depends who the third team is as well. I mean, we could postulate on that for hours. Um but yeah, that's kind of my take on it. And um, if Macau has to, to be in there to get it done, do you still do it? That is that is one I've been really wrestling that's with. A different question, uh, and I'm sure a lot of us have as well. Um, no, but you, Trey, 
Big Trev, I you do it. I need, I need to see. No, if it's just for Duran, I probably say no. I need something else coming back as well. Not necessarily from Brooklyn, but from another team as well. I need another rotation piece to come in because effectively, you know, I don't want to lose three starters from this year's team to bring in Durant. Um, and again, look, until it's all re- all revealed, um, obviously we assume Aiton's going as well, but I, I, need a, I need a forward or a guard with a sniff for rebounding to make me feel a bit easier. I know Durant can assist there, sure. Um, you'd you'd want a, a Nicholas Claxton. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! Something like... ah! Oh, you're right, Gav. Got you uh, he, he does that from time to time. It's either that or he's a, an idiot. I don't know. So, maybe, maybe he prefer getting Blake Nicholas fucking Claxton. Jesus Christ. Blake Griffin to play some minutes. So, um, Hemo, Hemo, you're up, yeah. boy. Let's go. Look, it's no secret, man. I love Kevin Durant. We're good friends, or at least two of his burner accounts. Um, <laughs> I would love nothing more than to see KD in a Suns outfit this coming season. However, that being said, I don't know about losing Mikhail to do it. I know you can't compare the two, and KD's one of a kind, man. He really is. But uh, there's something special in Bridges that's only going to get better. And, yeah, he's not going to be a KD-level player. But I don't know. We've lost JaVale. We've lost no, Mikhail as well, man. Seriously, like Cam Johnson, you know what? I'm cool with. But Mikhail, I don't want to lose that brother, man. He's he's too good. Okay, okay, okay. All right, big boy. Let's see it. I love Mikhail Bridges. I do not want to lose Mikhail Bridges, but this is Kevin fucking Durant. Mikhail Bridges has a as has an offensive ceiling. Yes, he's a great defender. Don't get me wrong. Cameron Johnson has more upside offensively and a higher ceiling offensively than Mikael Bridges will ever have. Mikael Bridges is a really good player. But um, I think someone said it in the chat the other day, and I've seen it on Twitter, and I absolutely agree with it. You can have three to four good players, and that still will not be better than a superstar, a great player, one individual. So, honestly, I, look, I'm with Trev. It's going to be a three-team deal. Um, that That's the way I see it. There's There was a lot of talk about Utah there for a while. I think that adds far too heavy a layer of complexity because, effectively, if Donovan Mitchell has to go to Brooklyn, you need to include Ben Simmons in a trade out of – Brooklyn as well. So therefore that adds a massive layer of complexity to it. I actually think that the best three-team deal is still Atlanta. Um, I think that Atlanta's got pieces that the Nets would take, including John Collins and Kevin Herter. Um, And I think that we will have to trade, we will have to trade Mikael Bridges, not only Mikael Bridges, but Cam Johnson as well. I think they'll both end up in Brooklyn. I think Crowder will end up in Atlanta. But I also believe that Aiton will end up in Atlanta and the Suns will get Kevin Durant and Clint Capella. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, look, I um, nice. ultimately, guys, I would love, 
I would love to keep one of uh, Cam and Macau. But uh, oh, even of course, as of today, we all would. Let's be fucking yeah, honest. Yeah. We all would. But but if it gets the deal done, you you just gotta pull the trigger. It's um it's all about that that window for us, and um you know we're already mortgaging our future with picks in this deal. We're going to lose all of them. Well, right? James Jones hates so, the fucking draft anyway, so who cares? Yeah, you understand this, how hard this is for someone like me who's always begged and begged and begged for someone like Kevin Durant to come for the Suns. And now it's like, you know, it's happening. And I don't know if I want to give up as much as we want to give up. It's really hurting me. It's really hard to you make know what? Whatever we give up is still a lot less than what you'd have to give up for a player like Kevin Durant. And that's the that's the mindset I've gone in with is yes, we're going to give up a lot of picks. Yes, we are going to give up some talent. There is no doubt about it. But reality is that you kept Nader, not, so could have traded him. No, well, you're never trading Nader because he's one of a kind. And uh, I think we should bring him back. Um reality is, reality is to get a player like this, you have to give up some quality assets. Uh, uh, draft picks are great, but if we don't give a fuck about draft picks, are Brooklyn going to give a fuck about draft picks? No, because they're going to come back to Phoenix and go, you don't care about those draft picks, so we know you'll give them up. We want you to have to hurt because we're going to have to hurt. So we want Mikhail Bridges. Now, the hardest part is, for me, I think that if Cam Johnson signed a rookie extension last year, and obviously hypothetical because he couldn't have. If he signed a rookie extension last year, we'd be in a much better position this year for this trade. But the problem is that Cam Johnson's worth $5.4 million this year. Mikhail Bridges is worth twenty, and we have to meet the salary. How the fuck do we meet the salary if we're sending Cam Johnson and not Mikhail Bridges? It's it's very, very difficult. And in a signing trade... Uh, well, no, Shemit, Shemit and Jay... <laughs> Yeah, um, they've, they've still got to. They've still got to take. No, they don't hit the number. Kevin Durant's dollars. How how do they hit the number when he's forty million dollars? Anyway, um, hey, dollars. They are twenty million dollars, and DeAndre Ayton will be fifteen after a side and trade. Listen, still listen, Linda. No, we got we got we got easy enough salary filler to um hit that K, KD number. They still it have to become- take it. Yeah, but you know they can they can take it. A lot of it's expiring. It can be um, it can be diverted elsewhere if they really want to. I mean, then none of these are immovable salaries. It, it can I didn't, quite easily be- I didn't say they weren't movable. I just meant but- that they still have to take those. They've been clear from the start that they want an all star caliber young player, Mikael Bridges, yeah. and picks. They don't and want picks, Jack. And that's where we and, and that's where we um we come into the Donovan Mitchell Ben Simmons swap for 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 them guys and then us just filling in around the edges with um with uh you know with our other pieces yeah and of course, Johnson of course. And whatnot. so that's that's I don't that think the Utah out. thing happens uh, it's yeah for me I, a, I think that's hard it is it is really hard that uh, that uh, that Utah one but in saying that Utah would have. Um, um, they've just got a shitload of picks from that uh, Rudy deal. So, and and <laughs> their picks ridiculous. are going to. 
by the way, by the way, valuable than our picks. By the so, way, thanks, Rudy Gobert, for fucking up the our fucking Kevin Durant trade. <laughs> yeah, so look. So oh, look, sorry. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Minnesota, for fucking up our Kevin Durant trade. Fucking five yeah. draft picks from Rudy Gobert. Makes it hard, doesn't it? But yeah, look. Um, ultimately, yeah, you know, if it's a, if it's a Clint Capella, if we get Clint back, I'm really happy with that. But if we um, um, so long as we so long as we get KD, if if we can get KD, and keep Mikael or Cam, fucking awesome. But, amazing, amazing. But but look, look. Just I just I just hope that uh, James Jones doesn't play hardball for too long on this because he obviously is, and 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 good on him for doing that. He's trying to get the best return. As possible, is he? They, I, I mean, like I said, if you go back to Flex's shit, this this was done three days ago, and it was only uh, his his comment was it's only going to be announced Monday. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, look, Flex has given us no reason not to. Uh, <laughs> no, not he to keeps fucking nailing. Uh, we I love you, Flex. Flex, we trust. God, he fucking bless Flex. Flex. He nailed Let's the Booker. Go. He nailed the Booker thing in the fucking playoffs. He nailed Chris Paul last time, and on his last pod, ninety nine percent sure that fucking Kevin Durant was coming to Phoenix. Yep, he doubled down. And it, here's a, here's a really cool thing. Like, and people, as soon as something goes a little bit off for Flex, you know, we didn't end up with Thaddeus Young. But in saying that, all the national media guys fucking um, after Flex mentioned that. We're all saying that there was interest from Phoenix yeah. um, um, in Thaddeus Young. So so all these naysayers out there that just like to fucking hold out for something to hang shit on this guy about, they're, they're mm. Well, they're I, fucking, I, I want to make a comment on that. Straws. I want to make a comment on that. If Kevin Durant doesn't get done, everyone's going to fucking hammer flex. Like, yeah. as, as you said, like the fucking um, Thaddeus Young thing. Hold on a second. Yeah. Reality was, Flex said that Kevin Durant wants to be in Phoenix. Guess what? That came fucking true. Flex isn't the one doing the trade. If James <laughs> Jones decides, I don't want to trade up, whatever it is that they fucking ask for, that's not Flex's fault. He's hmm. already it's on the team. money. And if some team swans in with a godfather offer at the last hour, that's not his fault. It's exactly. also and not he Flex's fault. He doesn't have to fault. share this information, right? No. So... You need to appreciate people like that. So, Flex, if you're listening, we love your work, brother. Absolutely. He, he is already right. Whatever happens from here, he is already right. He was right on the Thaddeus Young thing because there was interest in Thaddeus Young. It just didn't get done. And Flex Flex listens religiously. And, um, yeah, yeah, he needs, to, he, needs to take on, he needs to take on this, uh, this insider gig full-time someone needs to give him some money and get him on a retainer of some sort so as we can um we can we can tune into him a lot more often maybe maybe we can um, create the aussie suns fans pod network and um start to <laughs> get get some sponsors yeah. like maybe maybe we can get uh squeezy cheese on as a major sponsor oh squeezy cheese and um yeah. and we could start kicking some coin towards flex as our uh American correspondent. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's fucking I'll do love, it. I like flex, flex in the field. Absolutely, double the double the viewership. Yeah. instantaneously. Well, what it's, do you uh, think that um, flex would think about our starting center options or our free trade options coming up this year? Oh Jesus! Look at center. have a look at the fucking transition from Hamo. We're moving in. Yeah, 
Everyone, everyone finished with the KD comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's All right. Yeah. Get on with it. Next, next one, I did put it down, starting centre options. So at the moment, our centre rotation is Dario Saric, Jock Landau, and Bismack Biombo. Now, I've already made the claim. I think Clint Capella will be on the Phoenix Suns roster next year. I think he'll be part of the trade. So, um, But I'll take that out here. Let's say that's not going to happen. What's our best option at centre for next year? Free, free agent market or internal, if you're happy with what we've got. Uh, Boyd, let's start with you. So as if we don't uh, make any more moves and D- DA's out of the picture, um, I think we 100% we start with uh, um, Dario. What and- if we can make moves though? So if there's a free agent out there that you'd like to pursue, who would it be? Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Bryant? Yeah. Thomas, um, and we had a chat about this earlier, Gav. If we um, if we do indeed have that, uh, that full... M- MLE because of the uh, because of the um, cap relief we've had at the and let, let's explain uh, let's explain that to people right now because there's been a yeah, lot so of pods a lot of discussions about the MLE being about six and a half million dollars but that's not entirely true. Yeah, basically, I think at I think Gerald Bourget was reporting that our our MLE because of where we were in regards to being over the cap. Um, was that uh, 6.4 million or six and a half million or whatever it was. Um, and that was true at one point, but I think with the, with the recent mo- movements and, I, and, and you drew light on this earlier, Gav, I think um, we're now, we're now eligible for the full M- MLE, which is, which is um, 10.4. Yes. Yeah, it's just over that 10 million mark in which case, but um, only, only in one scenario. We are only eligible for the full MLE if we sign somebody to that MLE before we sign DeAndre Ayton to a signer trade. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's when we get Big Thomas. On that deal, on a similar um, scale deal as what we got Jay Crowder with the uh, the, the three-year 33 million or 30, 31 million. Um, we get Big 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 Tommy Boy on that. I would be, I would be absolutely stoked because I think he's got a lot – a lot more room to improve, and yeah, I like the guy. So, um, in that case, I would see um, Big T there, um, backed up by. And uh, so, so for for just to follow on for that, because we're on that topic, guys. If you're waiting for the Duran announcement, expect a signing announcement before the Duran announcement happens, because we will need to sign a Thomas Bryant or anybody else to that $10.4 million a year MLE pre any trade announcement for a sign and trade for um, DA, Kevin Durant coming in, whatever the case may be. I yeah. just wanted yeah. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's where I sit. Um, on to the next. Trev? Well, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, Someone, I guess, a little bit out of left field. So it's Omar Yurtsevin from Miami who doesn't have any guaranteed money as of yet. So June 29 um, of this year is when they decide if they convert it um, into his second year. So he's on about 1.7, 1.8. 
So I know there'd been a bit of discussion, you know, if it was going to be a three-team deal or even separate deals about Jay Crowder potentially moving back to Miami can potentially bring him back in some way. Um, I think, though, if no other moves are made, I think Frank somehow finds his way back to the fold as well. I think he'll be back. Um, and it'd be hard to argue against. He was playing career best ball before he went down with that stress injury earlier this year. You know, what he dropped 31 on Portland. Facilitation with the ball, magnificent. He and Mikhail have a real connection. So, God, let's hope that Mikhail can stay and Frank can come back to keep that going. Um, I think it's huge. Look, I think if we all just step back a bit, you know, what's happening with DA and so forth, the prototype for a championship team would tell you that you can't afford to pay a non-MVP centre max money. Now, I know max money, it's, you know, even, more even popular than... Tennis, let's it, be honest. It, what MVP centre has won a title? Yeah, that's right. And I think what we also need to be upset is Michael Porter Jr.'s contract is what set all this in motion. If Michael Porter Jr. hadn't got a max, I have a feeling the discussions with DA different. might have gone a little differently. Yeah. Um, but alas, look, that's happened now and that's what we need to deal with. So, yeah. But I, I look, KD comes and, you know, we add a couple of other pieces. As I mentioned in the group chat, guys are going to sign for a discount. If KD comes, they'll see a great opportunity for themselves you know, it'll be something to look at as well. So, yeah, if we don't make any moves, um, I'm hoping Frank can find his way back into the fold. Um, but, yeah, my left field one would be Yurtsevin out of something, you know, just take a flyer on. But, you know, nice. the likelihood of that happening would be pretty slim. I don't mind that. Um, let's be honest, if KD comes, I'd play fucking Boyd at centre. Hey, mate. I ain't playing centre either. Um, look, this is all on proviso that we lose Aiton. There's not a huge market out there. I do like the Thomas Bryan like, aspect of it. Um, I think it was Jay Hump put it up in the group chat today, quoting Bleacher Report. If it is Bleacher Report, pull your head out, your fucking asses. We are not signing DeMarcus Cousins, you useless fucks. Seriously, wake up to yourselves. Um, or if you wanted to take a massive gamble, uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, well, That's I was gonna, it, I was gonna throw a couple of names, almost thumbs up, thumbs down, like yes, no answers. Dwight Howard, Boyd, no, Trev, no. Hey, mate. I can't argue with the majority now, can I? Yeah, I'm a no. Hassan Whiteside. Oh, God, no. No. Well, he, <laughs> he did okay last year. Let's be honest. He did okay. But, um, I, look, honestly, if we do not get a centre back in the trade, which I still think we will, um, I love the Thomas Bryant idea. Sign him, sign him on the MLE. Um, you know, three years, eight, nine million a year. Perfect, especially if you got Kevin Durant there. It just works. Um, all right, a couple of There's extra. One other option, and I know he's getting a bit old, but if Durant is there, you want someone that's had experience with him is Serge Ibaka. Oh, actually, I like Ibaka. I've always liked him too, especially the days at OKC, and that's what I'm saying, possibly getting them two back together. I don't know if he's healthy enough to 
to go, but injuries are always I, a concern. But I like they're always good, especially with the backups we've got. I like Abaka. Totally, yeah. Yeah. men from the Congo can't go wrong. Mm. All right, couple of That's other. <laughs> we know that um, the most of the free agency names have disappeared really, really quickly. Um, I'm going to throw some names at you guys, free agency wise. Yes or no? Rumors that I've heard or read, whatever. Camelo Anthony, banana boat reunion. Hammer. Yes. Boyd. Uh, no, no. Trev. Yes, but only if Cam Johnson goes. If we lose our wing rotation, then yes, I would take Camelo Anthony. Um, Dennis Schroeder. Trev. The Chairman Rondo. No, not for me, thanks. Boyd. No fucking way for Dennis. <laughs> he just had 31 points today for Germany. <laughs> I'm um, fucking Germany then. <laughs> Am I? No, I don't like him, man, I. Um, I would take him before Cameron Payne. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what, Gav? You've got a guy there who is um, probably still fucking butthurt about missing out on his $84 million deal from uh, Lakers, <laughs> Lakers which, he, yeah. which he held out for. And you're going to see that guy um, 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 fuck up uh, schemes, uh, get trying to get his own on a one-year deal to try and fucking... Um, just get, it's just smashy. Oh, yeah, you'd have to. You'd, you'd fucking have to. Yeah, no, fuck Dennis. Oh, he, he's out for himself, I think. And um, I think it'd, it'd be uh, detrimental to our, uh, to our campaign. All right. Campaign. Hey, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, I'll see what you did there. So if we've got our MLE and we've got three years to stretch it over... I know the board sprayed me on Twitter for this. Colin Sexton. I think Colin Sexton uh, wants wants more coin than that. I, I, I look, I, I like coming him. off I coming like off a idea. significant injury. Still hasn't signed yeah. a contract. Nobody wants him yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Look, I don't think you go um, into Colin and go. Listen, we're going to pay you ten mil a year for three years as our backup point guard to Chris Paul. And at that time, you will take over. If he's if he's desperate at the end of free agency, I can see him taking something like that. However, in which case, um, he's restricted. So Cavs will match that fucking offer. And um, we, we'd have to make that move before the KD thing, which I, I think there's still plenty enough legs left in free agency for him to hold out hope. Um, I like the idea of Colin Sexton. Taking taking on that Shamit role, but no, it's, I don't think it's happening there. Anyone's better than Shamit. Not Alfred Payton. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, okay. Last one. It came up today. We have spoken about it, so we can sort of touch on it and explain it. Isaiah Roby was waived by OKC today. Personally, I would love Isaiah Roby. Um, uh, the way that he, uh, 
being on waivers, I don't think that we have any position to sign him because out of waivers, unless he clears waivers before he agrees to a contract, I don't think we can use the MLE on him. And there is a lot of teams out there with trade exceptions that will probably try to push to use that. Um, Boyd, you did a little bit of research after we spoke. What's your thoughts? Yeah, look, yeah, ultimately, I don't think he gets that the full uh, $10 million MLE. Um, It's going to be something more so in the range of the taxpayers' MLE, that uh, 6.4. Is it the taxpayers' MLE? I think that's what it's called. But um, um, I think that's going to be the sort of the, the height of what he gets now. You know, all the stars align and he really wants to be here and he's happy to take a minimum after being waived. Um, I'd love to see him. But yeah, I just think it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a pipe dream right now. Hey mate. Mate, honestly, don't know enough about him to make an intelligent decision. Not the first Isaiah that I would have gone for, but we won't go there. Yeah, good. Let's let's leave that one well the fuck alone because that guy's finished. Um, Trev. Yeah, I look. I think he'd be great to have on the roster. I think a lot of those OKC guys, if you could move them into winning programs, they'd really have a chance to shine. I mean, a lot of them are kind of punching out of their weight class. You know, younger bodies playing against bigger, stronger bodies. Um, but they have shown glimpses, right? You know, you chuck your league pass on and see what they're up to. When they've had their full complement and the players out there when Giddy's been playing SGA and the like done some exciting stuff so absolutely I think it'd be great to have him on board getting it to happen that's the entirely different thing as um, Boyd's just alluded to um, and I can't imagine we'd be the only one queuing up to inquire about his services I think there'll be a few knocking on that door absolutely agree all right next topic no KD KD doesn't happen, falls apart, he goes to Toronto or wherever the else fuck they're talking about. Um, we all know he's coming to Phoenix, but let's just go through this anyway. Are you all happy to run it back? We don't get KD. No. We re-sign Aiton. Um, we re-sign basically everything we had. Trev, you're not happy to run it back? No, I'm not happy to run it back. And this kind of goes back to something I said after we lost Game 7 to the Mavs. The way in which we lost Game 6 and Game 7 was huge. And clearly indicative, it's not just basketball talent. Something seriously went wrong there. Psychologically, internally, man-to-man breakdown in terms of relationships. I don't know what the hell happened, but it went completely pear-shaped. So to bring that unit back, I think there's a little bit of potentially psychological scarring from how that's fallen hey, out. You missed, you, um, missed a, think- you missed a step there, though. And I'm not sure how much you've heard or how many podcasts you've listened to or any information you might have, but COVID played a real part in Game 6, Game 7. Yeah. Look, I, I hear the, the COVID, but even, I don't know, there was, and look, it affects everyone differently, sure. Um I don't know, some of the body language that was all coming out, the whole thing, what happened with DA, all of that stuff didn't well, sound you had, great. You had COVID? You weren't shitty when you had COVID? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was. I was pretty I'm, shitty. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's all, you know, all these things could very well be true and, and all of those things. But um, 
I just think this group needs a bit of a, a fresh look about it. Um, and also just going back, COVID or no COVID, I don't know if CP3 can be our second banana in playoff basketball. He just doesn't seem to have that durability that's required. Now, certainly a lot of work's gone into him. Now, all of a sudden, KD comes in. He's the third banana. Wow, wait. Not a bad third banana to have. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, if, I think we need it. if we miss out on KD, how do we mm-hmm. get a second banana? Well, obviously, it has to work with a sign and trade with Aiton. So what we can work back with that, um, you know, where do we go? Do we look at something like Indiana? Do we look at bringing in the Miles Turner instead? Something like that. Gives a bit of a different look, still has a great defensive <coughs> presence. Um, is he good enough to be know, a second then, banana? Uh, look, I don't know. Let's, let's be honest. DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton's a better centre than Miles Turner. He is, but then we're also looking at internal, you know, if we're talking about Cam Johnson that played in that New York Knicks game, that's an yeah. MVP level player. And then he just seemed to, he just dropped off the face of a cliff after that. I know he had the quad injury, but yeah. he wasn't the same. Thanks, after thanks that. Mitchell Robinson, you fucking piece of shit. So that was, that's massive. So you're looking at all those things as well. I mean, I don't know. Look, for now, I think it's got to be KD. It's KD or bust to what for you. we need. KD or bust. Um, yeah, just the way like some of the other things are starting to take shape. I mean, the uh, Clippers. I mean, I think look, taking that fly on John Wall, I still think he has a bit to offer. And now this Twin Tower fiasco in Minnesota, it's bizarre. Oh, forget that shit. That's dumb as dog um, shit. It's the worst trade I've ever seen, ever. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then other things as well. Like I'm just on the side, like for how cheap Malcolm Brogdon went for as well. The Celtics basically gave up nothing um, and have landed him and ditto with DeJounte Murray. So there's some weird yeah. stuff going on out there. So hopefully we can be on the <laughs> right side of one of these weird equations and get back in there. But I will just say, I know it's an emotional time in the fan base uh, with what's happened and everything, but I don't care. I would rather have, I would rather lose game six and game seven like we did against the Mavs every year than not be in the playoffs at all. It's so good to be back in playoff basketball after being Fuck in the yes. I would not swap it for anything. I am taking I am um, taking last year's season over the 19-win season every fucking day of the week. Absolutely. So sometimes you just need to remember where you've been to appreciate where you are and where you're hoping to get to. So that's where I'm at, brothers. Hey, mate, are you happy to run it back if we don't get KD? Something's going to have to change, man. And unfortunately, well, I think it's going to have to be eight. Stuff's, stuff's already changed, let's be honest. But No, something bigger. You know what I mean? Like, um, whatever's going on with Aiton, the the trust isn't there anymore. I think it's it's broken beyond repair. Yeah, KD or bust, man. Nice, boy. I'm happy to run it back to a certain extent. Um knowing fully well that um, um, it was during last season we were talking about the uh, the upside of our young core and I just expect for them guys to to make leaps but also also knowing that um, if we run it back we're uh, we're extending Aiton and who I believe would have tremendous trade value 
um, outside of a sign and trade situation where we can only take back 15 million. And I believe that by the trade deadline, we could get a really nice piece for him if he still wants to play elsewhere. But I, I just feel like we have enough. I wouldn't look. Um, the whole KD thing has us all heightened right now to 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 a certain extent. We, we right now it's fucking KD or nothing. Um, but let's not forget where we were last season with this squad, and we've already made some changes around the fringes, um, which are nice, nice additions. I feel with that core taking another leap, which they're right. Some of these guys aren't even in their prime yet. Um, there's still a lot of room for improvement internally if we do run it back. And we still have a lot of, uh, a lot of um, you know, means to, to, to make a blockbusting trade by the deadline if needed. But look, I'd be upset about Durant for a little while. Then I'd probably fucking get over it and I'd get right back into um, the full um, run it back. Son, so that's me. Um, spot on. I'm with you, boy. It's uh, I'd be annoyed that we didn't get KD. I'd yeah. be annoyed that we didn't make a big splash for a couple of days. Then I'd get yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, what we forget is this side won 64 fucking games last year. And then there was clear issues in the playoffs, no doubt about it. But reality is this side won 64 games. So if we ran it back, I wouldn't be upset. We would still be a top four side in the West. Guys, and here's, here's, here's a little caveat to throw in there. Just flip things around in your mind for a minute. And imagine if, the, uh, if last season had have happened first and then the final season happened this season just gone. We'd be pumped as fuck. We'd be pumped as fuck to run this back. Yeah. Hey, just that just that little sliding door moment. Just think about yeah. it for a second. We would be pumped as fuck to run back as much of this shit as possible. And it would just be slight tinkering. Now, I know that that didn't happen. So let's not fucking think about it. But we're not that far removed from this squad doing what it did and 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 being being up in a final series. So if you just do that little switch for a second, you can get you get your mind thinking right about running it back for a minute. <laughs> so um, it's just a it's a little it's a little uh, it's a little practice. I like to do a little Woolsar thing to think. Okay, if things have slightly different. Um, I can I can feel better about running it back. So yeah, well yeah, that got a bit stupid, but um, yeah, no, uh, uh, I do agree though. I do agree. It's um, this is still hold up. A 64-win team, and I think if we run it back, we're still top four. Only problem is, without a splash like Durant, I'm not sure with what everybody else is doing, we are a championship team without a bigger splash. Can I can I pose a question without notice? So sure. let's say we don't get KD and we run it back at least until the trade deadline. Now, I appreciate there's a lot of variables that goes in. What would we have to be record-wise in how many games over 500 to stand pat at the, at the trade deadline? So effectively, don't move Aiton? It Actually, I don't think it depends on the record. I think it depends on what Aiton is giving us at the deadline. 
So yeah. if, if we're we, sub 500, I think we make a move regardless yeah. of whether eight if, is fucking yeah. out or not. For sure. Yeah. If we get to the deadline and DeAndre Ayton is a top three center in the NBA and we are 750, DeAndre Ayton stays. If yeah. we are 500 and Ayton is still the same as what he is this year where he has amazing games but flat games, there's every chance that a trade happens. Because I kind of look at it in a way, like if you look what happened in Milwaukee, their first couple of seasons, they seem to put a lot more stock into the regular season. And then playoffs, they kind of came up a bit short. And well, then they like kind to. of started no. managing players a bit more. So I fully expect this season that we don't we manage players a lot more. Agree. CP3 100%. will miss games, yep. get rested more, and they'll so play the book. long game. So, so we'll book. Yeah. So I think that'll be that'll be big. So um, yeah, I guess that's probably a little part that I know Boyd has just mentioned it there, but that kind of really piques my interest. That okay, we don't get KD now. That likely means DA stays with us unless until the trade deadline. So that's exciting to see what those opportunities will bring because we always know at the trade deadline there's always something up for grabs. You know, because on paper in June things always look good, but once you get through to February. Um, a lot of things can change. So it'll be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, good question. All right. Let's move on to our last segment. We're going to do a quick jersey review. So I'm not going to touch too much much on the uh, white and purple. We always wear that shit. Our statement jersey. I sent you all the pictures. Statement jersey is black. Rainbow number colouring. Um, thoughts? I like out of what's there. I like that one the best. I mean, I still love the Valley jersey. I think it's. I thought it was fantastic. It's a shame the Valley um, is gone. It's a shame. Yeah. So, but no, out of those ones, I think it looks good. I think the city one is awful. Really? Um, to be brutally honest, we'll get, we'll yeah, get to I'm that. Yeah. Not a fan at all. Um, what about bringing back the look- Starburst? I'd like that. That's I don't know if you can him. remember back in the day where we used to run that with – it was black. I the fucking sunburst. love the Starburst. Oh, I so love that. That was one of my favourites. So, yeah, the Starburst will always have um, a special place in my heart. The first jersey I got was a Barkley 34 Starburst one. Um, I think you were right the first time. I was wrong. It's the Sunburst. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I love the sunburst. I, I think it's fucking sensational. Um, yeah. The more I look at the the uh, city jersey, the blue, the light blue jersey, and you got to remember that the light blue jersey is inspired by a light blue flower that is Arizona based. Um, the more I look at it, the more is it a I flower like this or jersey. A stone? Oh, one of them. I don't care. Um, the more I look at the jersey, though, the more I like it. Anyone notice what number they've put on the statement jersey? Yeah, this is this is Eight, this this is by the uh, Suns Uni Tracker, not by the Suns. Just interesting to see that number still there. Yeah, um, the city jersey looks like a Smurfs comrade should be burnt. No, I love it. I actually <laughs> love the city jersey, and I think by the end of the season, you'll all love it. I, I I think it'll grow on everyone. All right, I'll um, yes. 
Thumbs down. Wrap this. I've done about that. The gift that keeps on giving. Boys, I will I will wrap this up. My phone's about to die. I um ho hum the the blue one. I um I I kind of fucking like it. I'm digging it. Um, blue really brings out my eyes. Quite <laughs> so, um, looking forward to that. And the sunburst, man, yeah. That gets oh, me hard, man. Give me the sunburst always, every day always, of the week. Always, do, you know the, do you know the big thing? The sunburst is going to be like the Valley jersey. Out here in Australia, it'll be fucking impossible to buy. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get my Barkley one back out. It could be going for peak value. So. <laughs> no, I'm looking I, I'm looking forward to these jerseys, but I do agree with you, Trev. The Valley jersey is like... Honestly, I that hope they. Level, I man. hope that they. I cool. hope they bring it back. It was. It was hey guys, such a good jersey. Guys, I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm just about to. I'm gonna wrap it up anyway. So, Boyd, any last messages for the fans out there? Oh man, yeah. No, I don't. Just fucking wrap it up. <laughs> Very nice. Hey mate, any last messages? Uh, it's good to be back, and fuck you, Ben Simmons. You might be your son in the next couple of days. Um, Trev, any last messages for everyone? Uh, look, I'll just say more than likely it's going to be an emotional next couple of days, whichever way the decision goes. So, guys, just try and keep a bit of a level head and look at the long game and, you know, there's good times coming. I can feel it. Absolutely agree. Take care, guys. Whatever happens, take care, be safe. Don't fucking lose your fucking shit if we get don't get Kevin Durant. Get over it. We'll move on. We'll still play next season. We'll still be one of the top seeds in the West. Um, follow us, like us, all that sort of fun stuff that we always do. Um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you do, listen to all your other son's podcasts. There's some great shit, great material out there. And, Paul, we will have you on soon. We miss you, Paul. Dervish of World, we miss you. We'll have you on soon. In Flex We Trust, see you guys.